Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. Through this podcast, we hope to challenge and equip you to take your next step in your relationship with Jesus and in living and loving like Him. God intended for forgiveness to be the gateway to freedom, but many of us are settling to sit at the gate, never venturing into the field of freedom. Through this series, we are taking an honest look at the chains that are keeping us tethered to our past and learning to lean into the truth that Jesus said would make freedom possible for us all. Well, good morning, church. I feel like the Spirit just spilled on over into Sunday. Come on. Because he's right, Jasmine was right, like the same Spirit that was moving in this building is on Thursday is the same Spirit that's moving in here. You know that, right? Come on. Well, we had planned to uh, start a new series today. But it's always better when God decides that, that what's going to happen in here. Come on. Um, and so we just decided, like, we wanted, there's one more thing that I wanted to say. Because, again, the, the entire goal of this series has not been so that we could just know no freedom in theory. No freedom in concept. That we would, we would process and walk through. Like, Jesus very clearly said, like, the, like the, the pathway to freedom is the knowledge of truth. That it would be truth that sets us free. And the truth is, there are things that you've done and things that have been done to you that have limited your ability to live free. And we've been unpacking that throughout this entire series. Starting with you, but if you're ever going to be free, you've got to wrestle with what you've done. Because what you've done has led you broken and bound. That we have all made decisions, we've all made choices that have become chains. And because of those decisions, because of what we, we have done, we are broken and bound. We have all sinned, we have all made mistakes. There are things that all of us have done that have, have made these, these things in us that just tethered us to our past. And the reality is that if you're going to be free, you've got to just acknowledge that you have a past that has become a post to which you are tethered and from which you cannot escape. And without somebody dealing with those chains, you will never be free. And the reality is you can't get off the hook for your past by yourself. You cannot do enough good things. You can't give enough money. You can't serve enough. You can't, you, there's nothing you can do in and of yourself to ever release yourself from those chains. It's not through a plan. It's through a person. That luckily Jesus came to this planet to unhook us from our past and to allow us to live free. And the moment you put your trust in Jesus, his sacrifice pays the penalty that you needed to deal with your past. Somebody celebrate the fact that we're forgiven. Come on, somebody. And that forgiveness is the gateway into the field of freedom. And you don't have to just sit at the gate. You can move on into that field, and God wants you to live free in this life. But that's not the only thing you're going to have to deal with if you're going to live free, right? Remember this, you're also going to have to realize that you're wounded and weighed down. Because to be free, you not only have to deal with what you've done, you've got to deal with what's been done to you. Because all of us have things that have happened in our past that have left us scarred and wounded. And we're in the field, but we can't walk in it, much less run through it. That somewhere along the way in our past, the, somebody did something and it hurt and it scarred us, and we were wounded. And, and for many of us, it was, it was the very people that we thought were supposed to protect us. And those wounds have gone unforgiven, and they built bitterness. And bitterness becomes baggage, baggage that weighs us down. And the longer we go with not dealing with the bitterness, the bigger it gets, the bigger it builds, and the more weighed down we become. And if you're ever going to live free, it's not just about the forgiveness that you get. It's about the forgiveness that you're willing to give. 
that forgiveness is the only antidote to bitterness and it's the only way to put down your baggage. And we were reminded that forgiveness is not letting people off their hook. It's about us putting down our bags so that we can run in the field of freedom that Jesus has made possible for us. But last, and, and, and you notice, like, I don't have my props up here this week. That's intentional because you know what? You don't need to see them anymore. I don't even want you looking at them again. Like the post is gone, the baggage is gone. This side's excited, y'all dead. Um, it's, it's like it, I'm just kidding, kinda. Uh, like I, don't, I didn't even, like Graham asked me, Graham who, y'all, can y'all just give some love to Graham Pendleton? <laughs> who takes a week vacation to work all through the night at a church without getting paid? That's crazy. You don't, I don't have time to get into all that. But can you just, let me just say, we have the greatest volunteers on the planet Earth. It's amazing. And he said, Matt, you want your props again? I said, no. I don't even, I don't want, I don't even want us looking at those things anymore. I, I, like, like you, you needed to look at it. You needed to look at the post and you needed to look at the baggage for a second because you needed to be reminded of the obstacle that those things are to your past. And if you weren't here for those two weeks, <laughs> you missed it. Um, it's, it was amazing what God did in this room of setting people free. But the reality is it's not just about dealing with the past and it's not just about dealing with the baggage. It's about realizing that, like, that we don't have to be con conditioned and confined either. That some of us, we live with those things for so long, we get conditioned and confined. We get conditioned to think that like the way it's always been is the way it will always be. That we were so limited by our baggage and we were so limited by our leash that we just, even though we're no longer connected to those things, we still just get in this comfortable circumference of them, never venturing beyond that space and allowing God to take us to new places because we don't believe they're possible. Because we think we're disqualified. And God is calling a lot of us out of the confines of our comfort, out of the conditions, a place that we live, and calling us to live more. That you are free. But there's one, there's one more conversation I want us to have. And it, it ain't going to be the most fun one, but it might be the most necessary one. You with me? Say amen. Like this one ain't, might not make you feel all warm and fuzzy. But you know, you don't come to church just to feel good. You come to church to be challenged and lean into truth. Because yes, like, like freedom begins with, with dealing with broken and bound and, and dealing with wounded and weighing down and, and admitting that we're conditioned and confined and so that we can step out into the field of forgiveness and live in its fullness. But again, I, the goal is never just to get us through the gate and into the field for a moment. Like, we, we, want, we want to stay in that place. We want to live in the fullness of that freedom, like constantly and consistently to where we, because we've all had those seasons, right, where you felt free, where you felt the fullness of God's presence and you felt his spirit moving and working in you. And, man, it was exciting. But, but like so many of us, like, we end up, like, getting paralyzed in it every now and then. And, and if we're going to, Sustain the freedom. Yeah, we got to get through the gate, broken and bound, wounded and weighed down, conditioned and fine, confined. But whether or not we stay in freedom will be dependent on our understanding of the rights and responsibilities in it. Because with freedom comes rights and responsibilities. Come on, somebody. Like in freedom in any form comes with rights and responsibilities. And if we misunderstand our rights, 
and misuse our responsibilities, then we forfeit our freedom. It's good. Thank you. It's good. Like, it's good. Like, like this, like freedom in any form always gets messed up when we misuse our rights and misunderstand our responsibilities. Like, you, you have, in freedom, you have, you, John chapter 1, verse 12. It's not on the screen. Just kind of make a note. John chapter 1, verse 12. It says that in him, in Jesus, we've been given the right to be called children of God. You have the right to be called a child of God when you put your trust in Jesus. You are a child of the Most High God. That is a powerful thing. That is a powerful reality to know that, 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 that your dad can kick everybody's tail. Like here, you may be a little kid, like you had this, you had this image of your dad. Like, 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 like you, you serve the creator God, the heavenly father, the one who formed the stars and the planets, the one who, who everything was spoke into existence just with his word, the most powerful, the only really powerful thing in all the universe, the creator God looks at you as his child. That is a powerful thing. You have the right, and as a child of God, you have to have the right to no longer let anybody else define you. You have the right to let go of worry. You have the right to not feel anxious. You have the right to walk in forgiveness and grace and mercy. Like you have, like you have all these rights as a child of God, but you also have a lot of responsibility that comes along with that. Because see, the field isn't pointless. And the freedom that you've been given isn't either. Like, like, I think sometimes we think, well, I'm just now, I'm just in the field, and I'm just like, like I'm a hippie at Woodstock, just running around. <laughs> and see, like, if one of the things that we have to realize is, 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 is not to get to this place where being, because I am a child of God, I have the right to do whatever I want. Because that's kind of what we project, didn't it, that we think that as a child of God, one of the things is the right to do what you want. And that's how so many of us, like, live in this relationship with God, because he's so good, and he's so gracious, and he's so forgiving. We live in this space, well, I, have the right. I even have people, I have the right to do whatever I want. I'll just do whatever I want, because God will forgive me. And that's how so many of us live. And when we live with that mentality, it will always end badly. And the freedom that we once experienced will go away. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying God's not gracious, God's not saying God that won't forgive you. Because he is a good God and he is a great, and he says he, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive. But what you are doing to your freedom is more damaging than you know. Because, see, as a child of God, it's not about the right to do what you want. It's about the responsibility to follow his will. That if you want to stay free in the field, you can't adapt this mentality of I have the right to do what I want. You have to live with this sense of responsibility to follow his will. Because when you follow his will is when you experience the fullness of the field of freedom. If you just look at the field as a place to run free and do whatever you want instead of understanding that it comes with the responsibility to follow his will eventually, you won't be free anymore. Come on. Am I making sense? Talk to me, church. I think Paul articulates it best in, in 
in Romans chapter 8. Go with it. Romans chapter 8. Pick up with verse 1. Because in this, in this chapter, like you, you see Paul beginning to unpack this, this, this reality that he's, he, he's even beginning to struggle with, that he's beginning to wrestle with, to understand, like, like what does this mean now that, that I'm a forgiven child of God? What, and, and in this chapter, I think he um, unpacks the rights and the responsibilities. And he gives us a good picture of, of both of these things. And if you want to live in freedom, you got to do more than just celebrate the fact that you're not broken and bound. Do more than just release the baggage because you were once wounded and weighed down. you got to do more than just live beyond the conditioned, confined comfort that you stay in. Because, yes, you have the right to be called a child of God, but that comes with a powerful responsibility that we all, we have a responsibility to steward the freedom that we've been given well. And that's at the heart of what Paul's trying to articulate in Romans chapter 8. It says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Do you see what he's doing? He's walking through everything that we've just taught over the last few weeks. He's saying there was a time when you were broken and bound. And you couldn't do anything about it. And because you couldn't do anything about it, God decided to do something about it. And he did that by sending Jesus. Verse 5. But those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Do you remember in week one we talked about to break the pattern, we got to change the way that we think? That if we're going to live like a son, we got to stop thinking like a slave? That's exactly what Paul's saying. It's like, all right, if, all right, if you, when in, in this field of freedom, there's a mindset that's going to keep you there. And there's a mindset that's going to take you back. Verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God, but you You've accepted the forgiveness. You have gone through the gate. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. You're not in the field you used to be in. You're in a new one, created and designed and made possible by God through Jesus. You're in the realm. You're not in the realm of the flesh, but you're in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Verse 10. A lot of preachers think we got to preach. We just need to read the Bible. Just some, I'm just going to start reading the Bible and just give an invitation. But if Christ is in you, even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. That even, like, like, even though like, your, your, your body is still broken and, and there's still some of the effects of, of, of sin that are still being played out in your life, because remember we said just because you're in the field doesn't mean it's, it's always fun. That, that us in, in freedom is not make, does not make us immune from the realities of the, broken of the brokenness of this world. That even though your sin has been dealt with, at times there will be times when other people's sin still affects your life. 
That's what he's saying. He's like, you know, like even though like you still see and feel the brokenness that sin has caused in the world, that there's still something in your spirit that reminds you that you're free. Even when you look around and, and people are still getting cancer. And there's still war. And there's still pain and heartache. Even though there's constant reminders of the brokenness of the world, that you're reminded that you're free. I'm not free from it, but I'm free in it. Verse 11, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. That that same spirit will also give you that life that, that, that you think you're missing out on one day. Therefore, because you know all this, therefore. Remember that old saying? See why it's therefore. Like therefore, like in response to all this, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. Wait, what? I thought we was free. And then all of a sudden it says, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. Like we think, well, freedom don't have obligations. Oh, freedom has rights, but it also has responsibilities and when we miss this reality freedom gets lost and what Paul is trying to articulate is man God has made all this stuff possible and all these things are happening in your life but don't forget brothers and sisters we have an obligation but it's not to the flesh to live according to it like we're we're not slaves to those things anymore because see if, if, if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. See, you're no longer a slave to the sin, but in freedom, we become servants of the spirit. Let me say that again. Because if you would have got it, you would have reacted a little bit better. <laughs> like we are no longer slaves to sin, but in freedom, we become servants of the spirit. And it's in that place that the fullness of freedom begins to unfold in our lives. When in service to the spirit, instead of enslaved by the sin, that's when freedom really begins to take hold. See, for verse 14. Now go back to verse 13. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and we by him cry, Abba, Father. Ain't the Bible good? <laughs> it says the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children that it's in the affirmation of the spirit that we're reminded that we're sons of God. Like, like you don't have to work to get confirmation that you're a son. It's in the spirit speaking to your spirit to affirm that you are his child. And now if we're children, but then we're also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, wait, suffering in the field? 
See, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we also might share in his glory. See, as slave to sin, it was going to bring about things that could never bring fulfillment in your life. But as servants to the spirit, it unleashes the things in your life that makes the field not pointless, but purposeful. See, the field is not pointless, it's purposeful, but the purpose is only found when we live as servants to the Spirit. And when we allow our freedom in Him to create this desire to surrender to Him and live in service to Him so that in freedom, fruit is produced that brings the fulfillment that He intended the freedom to bring. And so there's a question whether or not this field that you've now been ushered into by the presence and power of God, whether or not it will be all that God wants it to be in your life will depend on whether you abuse it or whether you use it. Whether you abuse it or whether you use it. Because see, Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says, you, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, but do not abuse your freedom to indulge the flesh. That your freedom was not just carte blanche to continue to serve your flesh. And can we be honest, isn't that how a lot of us treat it? We live in this abuse of the grace of God in a way that's just breaking his heart and robbing us of true freedom. And that's what Paul said, like, look, like this freedom that you've been given because God is so good and God is so gracious. But when you, when you misuse the freedom that God has given you, it's not going to be good. See, you abuse your freedom and you will forfeit your rights as a son. Romans 6, 15. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? By no means, exclamation mark. Like, should we just do whatever we want? Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. So it was A.W. Tozer that would say, grace gives you freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. Grace gives you freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. And so while we're in this field, we've got to just pay, pay attention. And now I know what you feel like, like Matt, like you, you put me in, the, in this field and now you're trying to put boundaries on me. Again, even in freedom, there's a framework. I've said this from throughout the history of this church. Again, yes, you are in relationship, but I'll say it again. All relationships in order to be he healthy operate within the proper framework. It is not rules. It is a relationship. But for any relationship to be healthy, it operates in this framework. And then so this is what we want to do as, as believers is, well, well, how much can I do with my freedom? I remember when I was a youth pastor, I used to get this question all the time. Pastor Matt, how far is too far? I'm a dad now with a daughter. I've got guns that will shoot from a long way. Because that's what we want to know. Like, well, right, how, how close can I get to the edge of freedom without forfeiting it? Like, wh what all can I do and get away with? And we even live in this culture. Maybe we're not asking what can we do, but maybe we should start asking, 
what should we do? If we're really going to leverage the freedom that has been given to us by God, not, not what can we do, but what we should we do? If we're going to be the light and the vessel that God wants us to be, maybe the question needs to be ramped up a little bit. Remember, even when Jesus was talking about the law, he always, grace always ramped things up. Oh, 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 you heard it said, if you sleep with somebody that's not your spouse, that's adultery. I say you look at her in a lustful way. You've committed adultery in your own heart. Grace does not dilute. Grace elevates the requirement. In other words, in grace, we have a higher sense of responsibility than we did before. And Paul twice in 1 Corinthians would tell the Corinthian church something similar to this in chapter 10, verse 23. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything's constructive. So it's like, yeah, you can do that, but you shouldn't. Why? Because it may compromise your influence or it may dilute. Like there, there's so many reasons why it's so much bigger. So let's just stop asking the question, what can we do and not forfeit our freedom? But what should we do in order to leverage the freedom we've been given? <laughs> For his glory. You abuse your freedom and you will forfeit your rights as a son. But if you use your freedom, you will fulfill your responsibility to be a servant. If you use your freedom, you will fulfill your responsibility to be a servant. See, God wants your freedom to produce fruit for his glory. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. See, after Paul says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is constructive. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Verse 24, he says, no one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Is it by coincidence that he follows that? Stop thinking about what your rights have afforded you and start thinking about the responsibilities that your rights have given you to do for others. Or in Galatians, go back to Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Remember we just read this, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping with this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. See, in following these things that he's talking about, the byproduct of our freedom, he's also coming along with the responsibility that comes with it. Yeah, here's your right, but now here's your responsibility. You have the right to be a child of God, but the responsibility in that is to leverage that freedom to produce fruit for his glory and impact the lives of others. Peter would get the same thought, 1 Peter chapter 2. Live as free people, but don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. That there's a responsibility that comes with your freedom. That in your freedom is not pointless or purposeless. That God has bought your freedom so that you can leverage it for his glory. And if you keep thinking that this is just about giving you the right to do what you want to do instead of the responsibility to follow his will, eventually you will abuse your freedom and you will forfeit it and it will not produce the fruit that God desires for it to have. You are free. He said, man, I don't know how. I don't even know how to do this. I just remind you that you're not alone in that field. 
You're not alone in that field. That Jesus didn't just open the gate. He went with you through it. Aiden, come here. This is my son, y'all. See, in John chapter 15, I'm going to read it, but I'm just going to tell you about it. John chapter 15, Jesus says, See, I'm the vine and you're the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will produce fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That if you try to run around in the field by yourself, just thinking about you and the rights afforded to you in it, then it will be pointless. But if you remember that I didn't just want to open the gate for you, I wanted to go through it with you. And then if you stay connected to your father, son, there's nothing that you can't do for God's glory. That if you remain in him and he remains in you, that your life will produce fruit like you would never know. But the moment you think you can do this by yourself and you don't need me, you're just running aimlessly in the field. But the good news is at any moment, reach out your hand. He's ready to take it. You're free. But your freedom is not just for you. You have the right to be called a child of God. But you have the responsibility not to be a slave to sin, but to be a servant to the Spirit. And if you'll spend your life in service to the Spirit, the fullness of freedom will unleash in your life. And you'll never regret it. I love you. Go sit down. Bow your heads, close your eyes with me. Maybe this is the one you've been waiting for. Maybe you needed this reminder in order to live in the fullness of freedom. That somewhere along the way, you made it about you and the rights that you have. And abuse of that freedom has been the result. And today, God's reminding you of the responsibility that you have in it. Father, I pray that you would open hearts and minds to what you want to do. And God, this is not time for guilt and shame. This is a time for conviction and action. We are calling us to grab your hand once again, to remain in you and you in us so that we can leverage the freedom to its fullness in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Church Podcast. Stay connected with what's happening at Vintage by downloading the Vintage Church app, where you have access to sermon notes, upcoming events, devotionals, previous podcasts, and discover ways to connect in community. You'll also have access to our deeper podcast, which is a conversational deep dive into the message from the weekend. We hope you join us again soon.